What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Scott Benjamin, the auto editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. Uh, that would be actually Scott Twin Turbo Top Hat. Wow. Benjamin. Twin- Twin Turbo Top Hat. Uh, and you'll like this one, bro. I am Ben Flying Nuclear Sub Bolin. Wow. Yeah, these uh, these nicknames come to us courtesy of Jeff uh, from the internet, and we just wanted to we just wanted to shout those out. We'll we'll get to his email in detail, maybe in a later episode or in this episode. But those names are so cool. great, we had to say them right now. Great names. I've already forgotten mine. Uh, Twin Twin Turbo, Turbo Top Hat. Top. Okay, good. Very good. All right, Triple TH. <laughs> right. Flying flying car makes sense for you. Yeah, flying nuclear sub even. Oh, that was, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. So, but uh we we uh I wanted to throw in those acronyms uh because uh some people may have seen an acronym thrown about before. Mm-hmm. I don't know. How do you how do you want to go at this? Do you want to do anecdote or do you want to jump right in? Oh no, blatant. Let's go right for it because yeah. uh I think a lot of people are familiar with this and and the ones that aren't, I think uh, should would, be. Uh, they should be. Yeah, <laughs> they do better to learn something about this because um, this is one of the pitfalls that um, a lot of new car buyers fall into or used car buyers fall into. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the it's the difference between just buying a car, the the uh, sticker price, yeah, and what's called the um, total cost of ownership, or uh, sometimes it may be called the true cost to own, mm-hmm. and it's abbreviated TCO, not TCOB, not TCOB, which is. Uh, Taking care of business. Are you sick of me making that joke? <laughs> no, no, no. I've been constantly doing that <laughs> no, to you over no, the no. past just, week. You know, just TCB, I think. I've never heard the O thrown in there, but if, uh, I I'm guess just, it works for our purposes. Yeah, I'm just being ridiculous. TCB with a flash. That's, uh, that's Elvis. <laughs> really? Yeah, really. Look but it up. You'll find it. I actually did Google that. We talked about yeah. it. I actually did Google that. Mm-hmm. You were right. Not to say I didn't believe you. <laughs> Because <laughs> one thing I've noticed, you, you're usually on the money, man. It's uh, the the thing is, like you, you can. There's a lot of outlandish stories about Elvis, so you could pretty much say anything, and uh, they may believe it. So 
Here we go. Outlandish. That's a good place to start yeah. because for the people who don't know about TCO, this may seem weird. They would say, okay, total cost of ownership. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people would guess, all right, that means maybe what I pay for my car initially, mm-hmm. whether yeah. it's new or used. Yep. And then add to that, of course, taxes, maybe cost of registration they think about, mm-hmm. uh, maybe maintenance, but there's a lot more. There that is goes more into it. Yeah, there's actually um, six. It, it depends on if which list you look at. Some may combine a couple of these categories, but there's six or seven categories. Um, I believe we've got an article on our on our website about this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called uh, quite simply, "What cars have the lowest cost of ownership?" And it, uh, I believe in our article we say six because we combine a couple of these. Ah, so, yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to run down a list of what uh, what they they look at really when they're determining um, total uh, true cost to own or, or Total cost of ownership, yeah. either one. We'll just stick with one of those. I'll say TCO from this point. Okay, All TCO. Right. And um, honestly, you can go to a place like Edmonds. You can go to IntelliSource. You can go to uh, a lot of different places to find information about uh, TCO. So you can try like automotive.com. Any of those places yeah. will have um, this list, and you can even have a – there's even calculators, and we'll talk about that in mm-hmm. a little bit. But um, so what, what Edmonds uses to calculate true cost to own is um, – it's it's a set of assumptions on their part. Okay. Oh wait, wait. We should say this mm-hmm. difference between TCO and initial cost of purchase yeah. is that TCO is over a span of time. It is over a span of time. We forgot That's, to uh, say that. No, it's it's covered in this list, but it's um Oops. it's over five years. That's okay. It's I, over. No, I didn't mean to run over the list. Just, you know your stuff. Oh, thanks. That's thanks, all. Man. It's over. It's over five years. So yeah. you're talking about not just what you're going to get hit for immediately. Mm-hmm. Because uh, that's significant. Also, even even in a used car purchase, new car of course, but used car, there's more than what you think. Um, so I'll just run down this quick yeah. list here, and the the assumptions that uh, that Edmonds makes when they're when they're calculating true cost to own, and that's pretty much across the board. All these are really really similar. Okay. Okay. Um, they're saying that they're estimated for a five year period, so like we we mentioned, or like you mentioned. Um, it's uh, fifteen thousand miles per year is assumed. Okay. Which is the national average at this point, I believe. It went up from twelve thousand not long ago, but wow. it's fifteen now. Um, and uh, that you're financing the vehicle using a traditional method, not uh, not like lease financing through the dealership or through uh, their credit agency. Okay. Uh, the next thing is that you are in the what's called the gold credit tier, which means you have excellent credit. Um, so if, when you're determining the finance rate for the car, for the car, mm-hmm. let's say you go to the the um, the bank and your credit isn't all that great, they're going to give you a higher percentage rate than, sure. than if you have excellent credit. And uh, we're we're going on the basis that you have excellent credit. Okay. Okay. Um, also, that you're making um, now this is a number that I see diff- variance in uh, that you're making a 10 percent down payment on the vehicle. At the time of purchase, okay. Okay. So no matter what the cost cost of the car is, we're we're assuming ten percent down. Mm-hmm. I've seen numbers uh, as high as fifteen percent down, and a lot of people. I mean, you probably know this. A lot of these, uh, you know, it's zero percent down. Oh yeah, that's, that's, that's the deal. That's the draw. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, you know zero percent down, and uh, you know make your first payment, and and you're on your way. And uh, that's a, that's a whole different thing. We'll talk about that some other time. <laughs> Maybe that's a different episode. Okay, so we mentioned, uh, you know, what they, they said a five year period, but it, mm. just just to clarify, your loan term is sixty months. Okay. Okay. So that's a five year loan. Not all that uncommon. You, a lot of people do it for four or three. Sure. Uh, but really, five year, I believe, is one of the more common. Uh, loan terms for a uh, vehicle. It's kind of an industry standard. Uh, kind of, yeah, it is. I think. Um, and you also find that. Um, 
this also represents the average demographic for insurance premiums, okay? So you're in the in the insurance average, whatever that happens to be, the Ooh. age demographic, uh, the location, you know, wherever that happens to be. So um, all those factors, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's seven actually right there. Um, yeah, I, mis- I mentioned seven, but um, like in, the, in our article, we combine uh, maintenance and repair. That's one. Yeah, for us that makes sense. Okay, and if you look at the look at these broken down, um, I'll just go through them real quickly here, sure. and we'll get into some examples. Um, depreciation, that's a big one. Even uh, so, a new car, forty six percent of your total cost of ownership is depreciation over the five years. Which is uh, just in case anybody's wondering, is the largest yes cost of ownership. Yeah, right? I mean some it, actually that's. Um, <laughs> Some goes high as 65%. Are you serious? 65%. Because 46 was the number I got, and I understood that to be um, a general average. Yeah. No, there's they, it goes up. I mean, there's some that you can buy, and the, the moment you drive them off the lot, they lose X number of, of dollars. It's not 65% immediately. Yeah. This is a progressive scale over the, the next five years. So, you know, I'm, I've got an example here that we're going to, you know, share in a moment. But, sure. um, yeah, it's, uh, it's over time. So it's five years. This amount the first year, this amount the second year, et cetera. Okay. Scott, Scott, you might as well buy a boat with uh, the depreciations. <laughs> yes, that's right. 60%. Uh, I know it. And then fuel. Okay. These are just, again, mm-hmm. averages. And, mm-hmm. and you'll notice that one other thing, you're going to notice that these don't add up to 100%. Okay. And the reason is because it's an average based on each one and it's not going to come out exactly to 100. Okay. All right. Got it. So yeah. if you're keeping track at home, that's what's yeah. going on. So, you know, we've got a number already that's 46% or 65%. Yeah. Uh, the next one, mm-hmm. fuel. Uh, fuel is one that um, you may pay as much as twenty six percent. That's average mm-hmm. uh, the the price of vehicle, and that's that's um, for total cost of ownership over the five years. Interest now this is one that that varies greatly, but the, again it's assuming a five year loan, fifteen percent down, um, and a six point four percent interest rate, which is it's ballpark for what you're going to pay right now. So six point four percent that's about twelve percent of your average over the five years. Mm-hmm. Um, insurance. That's a big one, but again, you have to go on age, location, driving record, right. make, model a car, you know, that type of thing, options that you have, the safety uh, features that it does or does not have. Uh, the average is around 11% for this. And that's, that's for Jane and Joe Schmo average. Yep, that's exactly right. And then if you want, uh, maintenance and repair, which we, we combine into one, that's about, and surprisingly low, about 4% of TCO. Can I take the last one? Yeah, go right ahead. And 3%. For your favorite uncle, Uncle Sam. Sales tax. Sales tax. Yeah. Which is, which is interesting because you would think, uh, I, I'm wondering, you know, this number here, does it come from just sales tax or does it also accrue any other sort of, uh, governmental expenses, you know, like license fees? Or Licensing, registration. registration, that yeah. type of thing. I'm not sure if that's included in that number or not. I, 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 I was think, wondering. I would think that it would have to be. I would, that's yeah. actually, you know, it's the I only mean, place it would go. Now, 3% doesn't sound like a whole lot for sales tax though. So I wonder if that's, uh, well, that's a national average, I guess, because there's sure. some states that have none. Yeah. Other states yeah. that have, uh, eight, nine, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it happens to be. Um, all right. So I guess, Let's do an, do we have an example? Maybe? Yeah, yeah, we've got some examples. Um, but I mean, I just want to get this across that this yeah. is not this, we're not talking about the sticker price here. No, we are not talking about the because MSRP. This is what draws people in. They get excited that, you know, there's that new car for $12,000 that you can get, right? But you don't remember everything that you're going to pay over the next five years during the, the term of that loan. Mm-hmm. And it's not just the loan cost because most people understand that. I pay interest on that. Sure. Sure. But, um, all of the other factors that we talked about, 
they really add up. I mean, it's not it's not insignificant at all. Oh yeah, this is not chump change because I've got. I I think I see where you're going with this, and stop me if I steal your thunder here. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's let's go ahead and take the example of somebody buying a twelve thousand dollar car. Okay, and they decide so they buy they buy they buy let's say a twelve thousand dollar car lightly used, certified, pre-owned, whatever you want to call it. Sure. And uh, in the lot, in the same place, there's another car, similar condition, different model, uh, different make, 15 grand. So it's three grand difference on the initial purchase. Okay. Both, uh, both. let's just say they're both sedans. Okay. Now, I'm, I'm not going, I don't have a, an example pre-cooked here, but what I'm, I think you see what I'm getting at because that $12,000, as you say, is just the upfront payment. The back end, the five year back end could actually end up, if we're right, costing, let's say, let's say it cost, uh, $7,000 over five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then let's say that the car that is originally $15,000 cost, uh, you know, $5,000 over five years. Ah. And eventually, you know, it's a wash. You're paying for the same. Well, yeah, you are, but you, you, the example you just mentioned, I think it's a thousand dollars less, even. Yes. Is that right? Okay, so it's a thousand dollars less because you balanced out the. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So I, under, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. If you if you look at the 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 cars just based on sticker price, you're doing yourself in a, a, a disservice. You need to you need to really dig into what the cost of ownership over five years will be over the over the term of the loan. Now, if you're paying cash for the car, mm-hmm. that's totally different. That's that is complete, absolutely different. That's completely different. Now, a lot of people do that too. They save up and they just buy the car outright. It's, I mean, that, it's not all that common, but it does happen. Okay. Uh, I'd love that, to do it one day. I'm, I'm not one to do that, but, um, it, it happens. I know I've heard of people that have done this before, of course. Um, on every level too. I mean, it depends on, you know, where you are financially. You know, I, I think I bought that. my first car from my dad yeah. for a dollar. So that we could transfer the title. <laughs> I did that one time. Yeah, with a so friend's, a I friend's guess family. Yeah, I, w- I paid cash for a car. You did. You're Look right. Look at me, man. You're Look absolutely at you. right. Well, a full dollar. You know what? My first car cost. Uh, I think it was like eleven hundred bucks, right? Mm-hmm. And at the time, this is the late eighties, early yeah. you know, mid eighties. I financed it because you know I'm <laughs> because you know I was a high school kid and I was making nothing. I, was, I think it was probably a caddy at the time or working at the movie theater or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. I had a, a bunch of bad jobs, um, <laughs> a, a, a long string of them, as a matter of fact. So um, I think that's why we get along. Yeah, maybe. You know, maybe. I got fired from tape. I told you that right? because <laughs> <laughs> of the non-adhesive. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You remember? Yeah, I do. I remember. The um, the, the thing is, like, you, you know, I, I financed that even that small amount and. Over the term of whatever that amount was, you know, it wasn't it wasn't very long. You know, it was a couple mm-hmm. of years maybe, but um, I ended up paying more for the vehicle because of that. Um, uh, probably a significant amount more, and probably as you, as you can imagine, first time loan and, applicant, no credit history. Uh, maybe. exactly. Yep, exactly. I mean, you had your parents co-sign for you and sure. that type of thing. But um, we've still, been there. We've all get, been there. You get hit with a high interest rate, and you know, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. It just builds up. Um, but I mean, what I want to tell people is that there's also there are online calculators for all this. Okay, so it's not as not as difficult as you may think to to find this out. This is really really simple. The the problem is that the I mean the new car. This isn't a problem with the new cars. The new cars, uh, the calculators tend to go back about three years, and the reason is it's the year the year you're in the year prior, just in case you're getting one of those you know leftover on the dealer lot type right. cars, and the next year. So like this year. 
um, you'd find 2009, 10, and 11 in a new car calculator, okay? Okay. On a used car calculator, it only goes back five years. Really? Yeah. So um, I was only able to dig up information on 2005 and above, ah, up to current year, uh-huh. okay? Because I was looking up examples for us yeah. um, because I'm going to hand you this now, okay? Oh, no. And um, Oh, I'm a, getting paperwork, everybody. Yeah, there's paperwork. And, you know, don't look at this one yet. Put that oh, on the bottom. Which one am I not looking at? The one I just handed you. Put okay. it on the bottom. Okay. Glad that was so visual for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Now looking on top here, I've, I've calculated our own our own personal vehicles. Okay. As oh. if we were if we were to buy these as used cars right now. Okay. Okay. All right. So you've got a you actually have a 2004 Chevy Impala. Or I'm sorry, Chevy Monte, Monte Carlo. Yes, right? sir. I have it down as a 2005 because I couldn't find any earlier. All Fair right? enough. And just quickly, since no one can see this chart that we're looking at, sure. they, can, they can easily go to Edmonds. Um, TCO calculator, and you'll be able to do the exact same thing and see see what we're talking about. But mm-hmm. it gives you a a really clearly laid out chart of of how much that vehicle costs total. Um, you know, a, a true cost to own number, a total cash price if you want to just buy the car outright at this point. Yeah, and the average cost per mile, which I thought was pretty interesting too. You know, it's it's one of those just an added feature that you know is, is great to know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it gives you. Totals for year one, two, three, four, five, and every category that I mentioned, including depreciation, uh, and that's even on a used car, Ben. That's on a used car, the depreciation, too. So it's not just new cars. Yeah. Um, maintenance, repairs, financing, et cetera. Um, so just real quickly, Ben, your car right now, if you were to purchase it outright, it would cost you about $8,707, Okay. And if I paid cash. If you paid cash. Showed up with that backpack. So if you had $8,000, dollars $8, yeah. you would be done, wipe your hands. You know, you'd still have insurance and things like that to, to pay, but not the uh, true cost own. You see the true cost own number? Yeah, I do. That's why – That's if you've been wondering and you're listening, you're wondering why as soon as you heard Scott hand me this paper, I was muttering yeah. under my breath. He's been stinging ever since I handed it to him. I really am. Yeah. That's a surprise, It's man. a significant number. Go ahead and tell him what it is. It's uh, it, Now remember, 8707 to just buy it outright. Yeah. <clears throat> and if you buy it outright and if you are, again, as we said, a gold credit rating member, the super average person for insurance purposes, mm-hmm. this vehicle – We'll have a total, a TCO of $27,241. Man, come on. This is the first time I've ever <laughs> oh, felt bad about this car. Isn't that, no, don't feel bad because, um, I've got, let's get to it in a second here. <laughs> I, I'm getting ahead of myself, but, You're but honestly, preening, dude. You're it's, so happy. It's, no, 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 I'm not. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, okay, that 8707 that's just the purchase price, okay? Right. You also have to look at the the five-year total for the insurance number. Now, mm. this is assuming that you financed it. So sure. I don't – I guess that goes away, right? That that number goes away. Yeah, yeah. Um, you still have to look at the depreciation number. You still have to look mm-hmm. at the fuel number. Mm-hmm. You still have to look at the maintenance and repairs and insurance. So it, it does take away the taxes and fees. It takes away the um, – the financing, of course. So really, it doesn't come down all that much. No, so you because can still feel good about that. The two biggest costs, as we see here again clearly, are depreciation and fuel. Yeah, fuel is a big one on that one. It, you got a thirsty engine. Yeah, yeah, I have a thirsty. A car. thirsty engine. Okay, so but don't feel too bad about it because now I've got a a 2005 Honda Civic. Okay, that's true. Oh, so this one is. Yeah, it's valued at right now mm-hmm. at uh, nine thousand, almost exactly. But the true cost to own is. 
$25,655 on an, on a $9,000 car. So if I went to use car lot and I saw that $9,000 price, I might think that's a good deal. Yeah. And I'd say that's great, but I wouldn't realize that maybe if I hadn't done this, I would, I wouldn't realize that over five years it's going to cost me almost $26,000 to own that car, mm-hmm. which is significant. And that's the thing. You got to remember that you have to have the, the income or the, the ability to pay for that for the next few years. Over while time, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And if you buy a car and it, and it looks pretty and, you know, it's, it's a nice car. It's the most you can afford though. Yeah. And you put it away, you put it in the garage. You might not be able to afford to drive that thing. You might not be able to afford the insurance that's required. Mm-hmm. You may not be able to afford the maintenance that's required. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, all that's on a, on a scale that, you know, it's, it's a fair scale. I mean, it's, it, you can see that maintenance numbers go up over time. Yeah. You get the highest in year four. Um, fuel cost, that remains pretty much constant. Taxes and fees, those actually go down. Yes. Because the initial hit you're taking is a sales tax, I think. Yep. Uh, depreciation, depreciation actually goes down. Gradually. Gradually goes down, yeah. Repairs, um, see what we said, maintenance. trend up. They do, they do trend up, and the financing, uh, that, tr- that goes down, of course, because you're paying less and less interest on the loan is over mm-hmm. the five years. Um, the insurance amount, that remains pretty constant. Yeah. Maybe up a little bit, and that's Give just, or take up a yeah, little. just, so, again, $26,000. Now that's a 34 cent cost per mile vehicle, so we're talking about a difference of only two cents between, Yours and mine, um, yeah. But it's it's it all adds up. It really does. Now, just for fun, just for fun, just for fun. Take a look at the last page. Okay, again. I'm taking a look at the last page. And I hope I'm not losing anybody. And and this is really something. If you if I know it's numbers and charts and everything, and that's difficult mm-hmm. to follow. But if you go online to Edmonds and you do this search yourself, you'll be able to find what your car amounts to, mm-hmm. and you'll be shocked at the at the uh, the the true cost owned chart that shows up you know the five year chart yeah it's it's very it's relatively simple uh mm-hmm. ju- you don't have to have that much information for this calculation no 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 not at all really and now i, I did this just for fun with a uh, a new car so let's say let's say you got your eye on that uh 2011 chevy camaro ss oh get out of my head the black one with <laughs> the, the yellow flames exactly that's okay. the one now it has a purchase price of $41,154. That's MSRP. Um, that's an average uh, yeah. cash price, okay? And for rock star podcasters like you and I, that's a pittance. Really? You know? Really. I may have that much uh, sitting in the, the change thing of my car. I think, yeah. Yeah, because you get yeah. all those ancient coins. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> doubloons and things like that. Okay, so for – which is, you know, of course, this being a brand new car. Yeah. This being a, a car that – is known relatively reliable, you know, for 40 grand, yeah. 41 grand is not unheard of. No, and all. we're talking about a performance car. Right. So this is the top end. It's not the, it's not the RS model. This is the, the SS model, the yeah. two SS model. Yep. Uh, so it's a great big liter. thirsty eight cylinder, yeah. huge engine, real powerful, great looks, brand new car, you know, mm-hmm. very hot car right now. Okay. Yeah. Um, the true cost to own is really $52,458 on this vehicle. Now, that's over five years. That's uh, still significant. That's an additional $11,000. I don't mm-hmm. know if, it, you know, if maybe, maybe you've accounted for that. Maybe you haven't. Um, I just did it for fun just to see what it was, but the, uh, yeah. the cost per mile is 70 cents a mile, which is double what your car and my car is to mm-hmm. own. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because it's a used car and, you know, it's not quite as thirsty in the gas range. And, um, but eleven the, grand just but, for gas. But I want to show you something. The depreciation on this car oh, is wow, yep. the depreciation is huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first year you're paying fifty five hundred dollars in just depreciation. 
And when we say that, we we say that you are paying it because we mean the vehicle is losing that value. It's it's lost $5,500 in the first year. But you're still paying that car note. Exactly, exactly. But you are getting to drive a, Cor- you know, an, a, sorry, Camaro. a Camaro SS. Well, there's that, yeah. Over the five years, you're paying almost $20,000 in depreciation on that car. Okay? <sighs> that's That's a significant hit right there. Yeah, for some people, that's your starting and it, salary. And it does go down. I mean, over five years, it's 5000 4000 3000 3000 and then almost 3000 for the five, fifth year. So that's a lot of depreciation going on there. And you know what? To be to be honest and to be fair about this, the amount of depreciation on that vehicle, I'm looking at the scale here that Edmonds gives. Mm-hmm. There's a zero to 10 on uh, you know the, the cost rating. It's yeah. right in the middle. So it's neither really bad nor really good. That's like an average. Yeah, that's wow. so imagine one that depreciates significantly more than that what you would be losing. So in the first let's get this straight. Mm-hmm. Within the first 3 years you lose over $10,000. Yes, in depreciation alone. Correct. Wow. Yeah. Pretty significant. So then is it a smarter idea over the five years to purchase um, a 2011 model in 2012 or in 2013 even? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, you, well, see, you know what? Beauty of the calculators. Beauty you go of the in, calculators. You go in and you just fill all this stuff out and you figure out what's what's the best deal for you. Mm-hmm. And, the, and I guess the point, part of the point we're making here is that uh, listeners who have checked out our podcast about the hybrids. Uh, remember when we did the the show about how much money you actually do save with a hybrid? Mm-hmm. This is this is sort of the same thing because when when we calculate these things, when buying a car, no matter who you are, mm-hmm. buying a car should be a big decision, even if you are entirely a collector, you know, and yeah. you just purchase cars for your collection. Yeah, you you should definitely think about this. I mean. I wonder what it would be like if we had these calculators going back to, you know, 1940 or something. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. I mean, but, you know, the funny thing about collector cars is, though, they become – some of them become more valuable. Yeah, they so, de- and then re-appreciate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, see, the depreciation thing may not be there. It may be appreciating mm-hmm. and, you know, like a classic Corvette, a 60s vet. Yeah. Um, they're coming up in value and they, they do – Consistently over the years, it seems like. I mean, there may have been some times when they dropped off, but um, you know, that's the weird thing about these cars is like how many are available, how mm-hmm. rare are the options on this car. You know, it's very, very specific to each each vehicle, so it's worthwhile to to look into it and figure out what what exactly you're getting there. Mm-hmm. And uh, one other quick thing here, Ben. Yeah, I'm going to just throw this out there. This is I'm, I'm looking at the numbers now, and the total cost, uh, the total cash price is forty one thousand one hundred fifty four dollars, right? Yes. All right. Then the uh, the true cost to own is fifty two thousand four hundred fifty eight dollars. Yeah. Okay. That is, uh, I mean, that's ninety three thousand five hundred and some dollars over five years. Is that right? Because this is a this is a five year total for. Um, you know, look at the, the yearly totals on depreciation, taxes and fees, fuel. That's not the initial purchase price. Okay. So, so, so honestly, you know, when you look back, I mean, just so that we're clear on this to everybody. Yes. This car over, over five years is going to cost you $90,000. If you follow the maintenance, if you fall into the gold credit score, if you fall into the right insurance, mm-hmm. uh, range, if you have good credit, if you, you know, it's on and on. So our cars, you know, that, that are, Twenty-seven thousand dollars to own and twenty-five thousand dollars to own. 
you can go ahead and add in the the total cash price to that as well. You know, we 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 said let's take away that amount from yeah. the, but I don't think that's right. I think we need to add that to it. Ah. So really, you're looking at thirty five thousand dollars to own your car over five years, and mine would be you know same thing thirty five thousand or thirty four thousand. Yeah. Over five years. Well, I've, I mean, I've reached the point of no return, Scott, unless this car breaks. I mean, it, it, I mean, it, I gotta keep it. I, yeah, there's a, you know what? We have another article about that we should talk about later. <laughs> we should talk but about But honestly, the, yeah. it, just to get it across one more time that you're not looking at just the sticker price. Mm-hmm. You gotta know what you can afford. And, and not to be preachy about this or anything, but I've fallen into this before where I want something that's a little bit more expensive than what I can afford. And I, I luckily, without, even without this calculator, I realized I can't do that over the, the term of the loan. Because you look at the insurance costs you have mm-hmm. to pay, you know, immediately the first month or whatever, and you say, "Oh my gosh, I can't afford that for six months even." Yeah. So you realize maybe that's not the car for me. I got to get the one with the smaller engine, or I have to get, um, you know, the the model year prior to that and go for a used car instead of a new car. Um, just use common sense when you're doing this. And you can really see uh, some surprising things here. Uh, just to uh, this is from Consumer Reports. Uh, the Toyota Prius is one of the few hybrids that can save money. Uh, it costs about $7,500 more than a similar Chevy Cobalt, mm-hmm. but it costs almost $3,500 less over five years. Oh, okay. So uh, balanced out. That, a lot of that is a fuel cost. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so fuel cost balance. But we talked about that, remember? We did. How and much money do you really say? How, how much do you do, How much do you drive? And how much do you drive? Exactly. So mm-hmm. um, I guess that varies by user, right? But that's a, that's significant, though, to find that out, that you know it, it can cost you less over five years. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Yeah, but as I said, I've I've already made my decision. I'm in a committed relationship with a Monte Carlo man. <laughs> I know you are. I know you are. Now I, I, we've got in this article, in this uh, lowest cost of ownership article that we have on our website. Yeah, uh, there's a ton of examples in there. Um, mm-hmm. Everything from you know the smaller cars like you know the Nissan Versa and the Yaris and the the Corolla and things like that. You Yaris. know the Aveo, um, all the way up to we've got some examples that are full size pickups. Um, you know SUVs, even like. You know, luxury convertibles, things like mm-hmm. that. So there, there's some good information there, and it will show you. Um, you know, here's the MSRP. It's you know this range, and then here's really the cost of ownership, the average cost of ownership. And uh, I think you'd be surprised to find out, you know, how significantly different that or different yeah. that number is. And remember, you got to add that to whatever your purchase price is, really. And if you have not checked this yet for your vehicle, mm-hmm. regardless of when you owned it, it's it's good research to do. It's it's relatively simple. And I think we're going to have to put our foot down on this one, Scott. If someone is about to buy a vehicle, I'm going to go ahead and call it. You need to check this out. Yeah, you yeah. need to. I really think so. I mean, it will it will save you a lot of trouble. It may save you uh, some heartache down the road when mm-hmm. you realize I can't make that insurance payment this month, or I can't. You know, and I, I'm not pointing my finger at anybody. I'm saying that I've fallen into this too. That um, not that it's happened, but I've I've been lucky. To just spare myself that because I figured out a couple things early, not even as detailed as this. And if I had known all of this, mm-hmm. uh, who knows? I may would have made different purchases along the way as well. I'm, I'm thinking of that. Uh, what, what's that song? If I knew now, <laughs> that's what, right. What, if I knew yeah. then, what I knew. Yeah, now, I know. I mean, so here, here I am. I'm, yeah. I'm sitting in traffic in my Honda Civic, and I'm looking at that. You know, the BMW. Thinking, oh, just, just. oh, that would be nice, wouldn't it? And I'm thinking, well, it's not that much more. Maybe the payment would be a little <laughs> bit more per month, but yeah. then what about these other six factors? Oh, you know, shush, that's, shush, shush. nonsense. I, well, <laughs> you know, now that I know about this, it's yeah. like one of those things I just can't, I, I can't unsee it. That's a very, that reminds me, whatever happened to Stuff Scott Sees? 
you know, it'll come back. I it'll, promise it, you because I'm, I'm keeping notes. All right. Well, while you're while you're checking the notes, you want to do some listener mail? Love to. All right, this letter comes to us from Sully from San Francisco. Mm. Okay, and Sully wrote in saying that um, uh, during the Nuts and Bolts Part 2 podcast, which was a big hit, by the way, a lot of people wrote in about that one. They liked uh, Part 1 and Part 2. Glad to hear that. I know. I think That we'll was kind that. of an experiment we'll for us. We'll do that, I think, uh, in the future. Just sure. do some more of that. Um, he wrote in about the vintage versus the uh, the new retro looks. Oh, you remember the, yes. Uh, okay, so the, the, the hot rods, you know, well... Streetcars, I guess, from yeah. from then and now. Mm-hmm. Okay, the ones that are similar: Mustang, Camaro, etc. I call them the dynasties. Yeah, the Challenger. Um, okay, so he says that uh, he had something to add to this because he has some experience with the matter. Uh, Thirty years ago, he owned a 1966 Mustang Two Plus Two, driving it all through high school and college. Um, he bought the car in Houston, Texas, in 1978 for 900 dollars and sold it in 1986 for 3,300 bucks. Hmm. Not bad. Not bad. Okay, so 20 years later. In 2005, he lives in San Francisco, and he bought a new Mustang. In fact, he actually purchased it during his lunch hour one day. Uh, he said he <laughs> went and just, awesome. you know, he saw that it was the first year for the pony car, you know, the retro look. Yeah, yeah. Went in, you know, went for a test drive, um, told the salesperson, I'm not getting out of this car when I was done with it. Wow. Said, you know, I love it too much. It just felt too familiar is what he said. Yeah. Um, you know, even, you know, just based on what he remembers from his 66. Mm-hmm. Um so he, he, at the time, he said he was driving 40 miles from um, in Silicon Valley from from San Francisco, so 40 miles a day. So he selected the V6 automatic and the premium interior and exterior packages, everything, you know. Bells and whistles. Exactly. All the bells and whistles, right? Okay. Hands down, the 2005 Mustang is the better machine. He just says it outright. Really? Yeah. I mean, so this is a guy that has, you know, a lot of experience in the, yeah. in the original and now the, uh, the newer version of it, okay? Why? Uh, the reason is, he says it's more comfortable, more reliable. Uh, the power driver's seat is infinitely adjustable. <laughs> uh, the controls are easy at hand. You know, the instrument, instrumentation is really clear and complete. Um, everything's power operated. There's a premium sound system with an iPod jack. And even though he doesn't need it very much in San Francisco because he's from Texas, he says that um, the factory AC is really nice to have because the uh, 66 did not have that. <laughs> okay, so so I yeah. mean, it's, these sound like you know simple things, but when mm-hmm. you really think about it, it it plays into the overall character of the car. Um, you know, we both have a soft spot for vintage cars, though. Absolutely. So um, you know, I don't want to discount somebody's love of a car. Um, but despite the fact that the V6 displaces 100 fewer cubic inches than the old V8, uh, this one feels quicker off the line and fat. You know, just outright faster and more stable at speed, of course. Um, probably so, weighs less too. It, you know what? Probably does. That's probably I, part of it. It probably does. I don't know for sure, but um, he just says that you know. Of course, he gets twenty-five miles per gallon, which is you know far above what he got <laughs> the in the old V8. Yeah. Exactly, and he says that handling is a world removed from the sixty-six. So as you can imagine, it was uh, it was you know loose and unpredictable. This one is you know tight and predictable. Yeah, plus um, power steering. Now, he does say that, you know, of course he misses the 66, sure. which I think anybody would. Uh, he says it'll always be his first love, Aww. but, uh, but the 05 is the keeper and, uh, you know, he just wants to keep it that way. Even named it Francine. So there we go. Uh, thank you, Sully. And thanks, Francine. Uh, I guess <laughs> Sully and Francine. You Sully think, wrote in, but you, you know. thank both. Yeah, we get, we should thank both. Well, um, sure. I wonder if the first one had a name. Probably. Maybe. We're, we're glad to, uh, we're, we're always glad to hear from somebody who, uh, likes their car, but I'm also, you know, I love hearing from people who are speaking from personal experience about something. Mm-hmm. And 
I know that there are probably a couple of listeners who are already dashing off to say something like, ah, it's crazy. There's no replacing the, you know, the original. Sure. The vintage vehicle. Sure. I totally get that. Yeah. I get it too, but I think it's, I, I think it's two different sort of scales yeah. through which you evaluate these yeah, things. Yeah. Is one weekend car? Is one a uh, commuter car? Mm-hmm. I mean, it'd be great to have, you know, a weekend car that's the original and then have a commuter car that is the, uh, the newer version. Sure. Wouldn't that be cool? Yes. Would I do <laughs> of course. it? Yes. Of course. Um, haven't yet. I got my people on it, Scott. <laughs> you uh, got people? I, well, no. I, I don't even have a person. Well, the first thing I'm getting my people on is finding people. <laughs> okay, got it. Got and it. that people is me right Understood. now. Understood. But, uh, so what do you guys think about this idea about total cost of ownership, about vintage versus new vehicles? Um, about anything automotive related, we would like to hear you. Uh, you can send us uh, a line on Facebook. You can meet up with us at Twitter, both of which are, are car stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also want to take a second to plug our brand new podcast page. Oh, yeah, that's right. We got a chance to look at that uh, very recently. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty cool stuff. You know, I can I make an admission? Yeah. I told you this yesterday. Yeah, you told me. This is terrible. There's a uh, there's a who said it uh, questionnaire. It's wickedly, it's wickedly difficult. <laughs> well, we've done, it, we're, we're getting close to 200 episodes here. Sure. There's okay. a lot of stuff. And, uh, you know, it says, you know, who said this? And there's a quote from one of us. And, uh, I have to admit, I missed two. You know, I have to admit, I have not taken it yet. Ah, uh, you're chicken. I am chicken. You're chicken. I'm chicken. I think you'll figure it out. I'll, I'll, I'll try to take it. I'm sure if you, I'm sure I'll miss a few. I missed a couple. I, I yeah. must have been misquoted. Must have been. <laughs> right. <laughs> I never said that. So, uh, so do please, uh, check out our new podcast oh, page on the site. And there's a puzzle of us. There's, there's a, puzzle. a puzzle of I've us. I've never been in puzzle form. Until now. Until now. Yeah. Well, there's a puzzle of us. That's kind of cool. And other podcasters as well. It's really, uh, it's a cool. Site. Yeah. All of our, all of our podcasts now, our brother and sister podcasts have, uh, new pages. But one thing is still the same and that's our email address. So if you'd like to contact us with comments, uh, restaurant suggestions, PG 13 limericks, yeah, sure. PG Limericks. PG. And, uh, or we do have spam filters. Anything clever. And of course, keep in mind that we do pay more attention to emails about vehicles, uh, than our email address is carstuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. 
Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.